Welcome to this podcast by City Point Church, Redcliffe. We are so happy you could join us and pray that the following message will encourage and empower you. Last week I said, who would have thought that uh, Sunday services would be a privilege? Um, talking with Pastor Dan and Ann is that in their lifetime of running churches for, I would say, almost 100 years, um, they would have no idea that we would be in this day where gathering together to worship would be a privilege in Australia. And, and so in this time, I don't know, in this time, you see the struggles, you see people that are walking around, but do you see a lot of people right now that it's like they're carrying a burden that is not theirs to carry? Have you noticed that? It's right now we've got sick Victoria, sick Victoria. You've got New South Wales, you've got all those ones, but all of a sudden, I, I don't know, but, but after a while, and I was reading through you know, the paper, I was reading through the news uh, feed, but I, it made this statement that Victoria has gone from the disaster state to the exhaustion state. I, I don't know about you, but in 2020, who came to about now and you're like, I'm exhausted? No one? Because we live in Queensland. <laughs> Queensland is all the way. But I don't know about you, but I meet with some people and they're just like, it's like, well, they're busier than ever. I don't know. I meet with some business people. I meet with people that are around and I'm just like, how's it going? And they're like, we're just flat out. We're busier than ever. I met with a, a guy, you know, a week ago and I'm like, how's it going? And, and he just manages a yard. And I'm like, how's it going? And he's like, we're trying to put people on. We're trying to employ people. But, you know, they, they have the interview, they get accepted, and then they don't even show up the next day. I'm like, whoa. And he goes, you know what? The pressure is, is now I have to do a 16-hour day, five days a week. He goes, I actually have to cover the extra workload. And he goes, you know what? I'm actually exhausted. Yeah. You know, I, I'm reading <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm not used to speaking as much now. My voice has got to get there again. But, but he gets to this stage where, you know, you find that, but then also too, when you're homeschooling. Who loved homeschooling? Elbows up. There's a time there where it was just like, we love teachers. <laughs> teachers are our best friend again. But there's this time where, but there's some, and there are some that have come through this, and it's just like, Will this end? Will we get back to this place? And I find that sometimes in life where we carry burdens that we're not supposed to carry. Anyone ever notice that? But sometimes we carry burdens that we're not supposed to carry. I, I don't know, but I, <laughs> you, you find that all of a sudden when you're exhausted, you start carrying things that you're not supposed to carry. And, and so today I want to have a look at, I just want to have a look at coming to a place where you can find rest again. Coming to a place where you can find revelation again. Coming to a place where you can find reformation, you can find transformation again. Um, on Tuesday night we had a prayer meeting here. And as we prayed, and it did go over time as prayer meetings do sometimes. Uh, but as we were praying, we started the night off. And Pastor Anne said, hey, listen, I've just got a word that I wanted to speak. And it was a word out of Genesis. 
And the word out of Genesis, and it just brought me back to this time, it was a word of where Jacob was running. He was running, he'd just stolen his birthright. He'd just stolen the birthright from his brother. He'd just stolen this birthright and he was running and he came to this place. And it's in the Old Testament, he came to this place and he, he was worn out, he was tired and he took a rock and he put a rock down and he fell asleep. And she spoke about this scripture and, and said is that when he fell asleep, all of a sudden he fell into a dream. And in this dream, there was a stairway from heaven, angels going up and down, and they, they came and they ministered to him. But, but it was in this moment, as you start to read through this in Genesis 28, and we'll pick it up in 16, it came to this where he woke up and Jacob awoke from his sleep. Jacob awaked from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. You know, sometimes when we're exhausted, when, when we're spent, we don't realize that God is still with us. When the issues of life are pressing, pressing against us, we come to a place and we're like, we're exhausted. And, and what I'm saying is that God carries this load for us. And when he was afraid, he said, now also, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God and the gate of heaven. The gate of heaven. Friend, today where God is, is the gate of heaven is where the gate of heaven is. Where God is. And so today I want to talk about the gate of heaven. What happens at the gate of heaven? What happens at the gate of heaven? In Matthew, if we've got it there, 28, um, 11, 28, Jesus makes this statement. He says, come all who are weary and I will give you rest. Come, come all who are burdened and I will give you rest. You know, in this place, the gate of heaven, which is Bethel, this guy, he was running, he was worn out. He was at this time where he'd come to the end of his rope. And he found that just by pulling away, he found, just by coming to the gate, he found rest for his soul. I don't know about you, but there's times where we need to pull away and just find rest for our soul. There's times where we need to pull away and just lean in to where God is. You know, in your life right now, what are those things that are going on? What are those things that are causing heartache? What are those things that are, that are pressing and waiting down right now? You know, for some in this building, you're like, I got no worry in the world. That's good, but it's only a matter of time. I find this, life is seasons. There are seasons in life. And it's how we go through these seasons in life determines our future. You know, for some of us, we walk in here, and it's great because at the end of the day, this is a place where God is. This is a gate where heaven is. As we walk in here and we can sit down and for some of us, we, we're okay. For others of us, we come in with a burden. And this is the thing about rest. This is the thing about this time is that when we're with God and, and we do have a burden, we do have the baggages of life that are around us, there's a time where we can just come and pull away and sit with God. And when we sit with God, what we do is we put the burden. He's like, hey, give me the burden to carry. I find that the church, and when you come to church, it's a place where you can find rest for your soul. Yeah. 
It silences the world around you. You know how I know this? Because for years I've been preaching in the house of God. For years I've come into the house of God and I've seen each and every one of you sit down. And as you sit down, for some of you, as you walk into this place, there's just a release. There's just a, I'm here. It's a time where God can minister to your soul. The other reason I know this is because James Houghton has been coming here for 30 years, the old counselor, and he always sits here in my preach and he always has a snooze, and I know that he finds rest. <laughs> hey, James. I think he just comes to church for a sleep. But it's a place where you find at the gate, and here we have Jacob, he's, he's got everything going on in his life. This guy had a dysfunctional family. You know what? He stole from his brother. His brother was out to kill him. And he finds himself in this place where he didn't even know God was there. And when God reveals himself, he finds rest. When we come to a place where the presence of God is, we find rest. It's a built-in homing device. When things are going on, we cry out to God. We find rest. The gate of heaven is a place of rest. Psalm 55, 22, it says, Cast your burdens on the Lord, and, you sh and he will sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. He'll sustain you. It's a time to breathe. It's a space to check out. It's a moment to recharge and refocus. No matter the cause, friend, when you step into the presence of God, you find rest. No matter the case, you find rest. You find rest at the gate of heaven. You find rest. You know, even Jesus himself found himself in the temple, he found himself in a place where he could connect with God. On the Sabbath, he always found himself at the gate of heaven. On the Sabbath, he always found himself as tradition in the house of God. Friend, even during the week, he always found himself at the gate of heaven. You read through the life of Jesus and it talks about where he pulled away by himself just to pray. He pulled away by himself to pray, he pulls away by himself to connect with heaven. Friend, it's not just about coming to church, it's not just about Sunday, but it's about during the week pulling away to connect with your heavenly Father. When you pull away, the presence of God is there. When you pull away, you will find rest. In pulling away, you find rest and you find revelation. You find rest and you find revelation. Is that when Jesus, he pulled away, it was a time where the Father would speak to him. It's a time where the Spirit would come and minister to him. Friend, today I want to encourage you, just because you come on Sunday and find rest, don't just make this the only place to find rest for your soul. During the week, find rest for your soul. Pull away and find rest for your soul. Find a time that suits you to pull away and find rest for your soul. Just a moment a day 
It could be 10 minutes, it could be half an hour, but find that time where you can rest your soul and connect with heaven. For some of you, it might be a place. I don't know if you've seen the war room with Priscilla Shear. It's, it's this time where she finds a place to connect with God. She cleans out her cupboard and this cupboard becomes her place where she can connect with God. She takes her prayers, she takes her burdens and puts it in that place and God comes and moves. Find that place. When you find that place, revelation comes. In John 15, 25 to 27, it talks about, and when the comforter comes, whom will I send to you? The Father, he sends in spirit and truth. Who comes from the Father will testify regarding me. The Spirit of God will testify. Is that when we come to a place and we silence ourselves, the guarantee, which is the Holy Spirit, will come and minister to you. You know, in that moment of revelation, you find purpose, you find clarity, it'll drop into your spirit, purpose will stir, and vision will start to reveal itself to you through God. Vision will start to reveal itself again. You know, today, parents, when you pull away, revelation will come on how to raise your kids. The Spirit of God will give you the ability on how to direct the footpaths of your kids. You know, more than ever right now, as parents, we need a supernatural edge. The world is actually shouting our kids down. It's shouting our kids down. And as parents, you know, we need God to help us. We need God to guide us. Business person, it could be, you know, God, he has gifted you in this moment, but with the Spirit of God, you know, he'll define and he'll show you what you're called to do. He'll give you kingdom purposes. He'll give you a blueprint for the next project, for the uni student. You know what? God will come and he'll speak to you in those times of revelation about your future and about what you're called to do. Friend, today, we're not called just to exist. We're not called just to take up space. There is a purpose for each and every one of us. And it's different for each and every one of us. It's unique to you. It's unique to you. Carolina at home always pulls away to find a place to just rest. And I don't mean she just goes to bed because I've had enough. No, but to rest, to find revelation, to find reformation, transformation, is that I will sleep in until six o'clock in the morning. But no, Carolina is up at five. And the reason she's up at five is because she's got a routine. She's five, then quarter to six, and she's off to the gym, and then home ready for breakfast with all the kids. But there's a time where she gets up and and she's got this discipline in her life where she gets up and she gets ready, she gets her Bible, she gets her stuff, she's got her area where she just goes. And, but what we're finding right now is at this time where she's getting up and she has this discipline and this time where she just 
pulls away to spend time with God, get a downpour from heaven, all of a sudden what happens is in the morning at five o'clock, she has a little redhead kid waiting at the doorstep. And all of a sudden, this little eight-year-old is there, nine-year-old now, is there waiting for mum. He gets up and he's at the, the door of our bedroom. He's got his Bible on one hand and he's got his pen and he's got his journal and he's waiting for mum. At five in the morning, he follows her down. She has a cup of tea, she gets into that area. But right there on the couch, the two of them are reading through the word. This is a time, this is a discipline, because what you do in your life will demonstrate the value that the young ones will take on. You know, it's a time where you rest, where you pull away. And, you know, my kids are are awesome. And it's not because of my disciplines. But there's a time where there's a hunger for the word of God. You see this hunger at five o'clock in the morning. And then when you go to put the kids to bed at night, there's this hunger, there's this time where our kids are pulling themselves away, silencing their souls and opening up their Bible. I walk into the house some afternoons coming back from work where Carolina picks up all the kids. She picks them up from school, she takes them home, she, she makes dinner and they've got their homework done but, but then I come back a bit later and I, I walk in and say maybe five or six o'clock depending on the night and as I walk in I hear the joy and the laughter around the home but one day I, I walked in and, and instead of you know, the joy and the laughter, I, I listen, I'm like, what is that noise? It's music. And I walk into the kitchen, I'm like, where are, the, where, where are the girls? And she's like, well, they're actually just upstairs. They're worshipping God. The girls pick up the guitars and instead of, you know, doing whatever kids would do or whatever, they're up there and they're like, we just wanted to just have a worship session. You know, they're, they're pulling their self away and they're coming to the gateway of heaven. Because... They've learned that that's where their strength comes from. If only we could be like kids. If only we could come to that place and understand. Friend, today, anchor your soul. Friend, today, pull away. Find time to rest in Him. And as you rest in Him, revelation will come, a foundation will be built. In you, as you pull away, as we pull away, as grandparents pull away, your grandkids will see you. They will see you. They will know who you are. They will see the stability around your life. Parents, as you pull away, anchor yourself to the presence of God. Anchor yourself to the revelation. Anchor yourself to the word of God. As you read the word, I, 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 I tell you, there will be keys that will come. The spirit will drop keys in your life. Revelation is the key that will move you into your next season. It will move you into your next season. It's the start, and for some people here, it'll be the start of revelation that moves you into the grace of God.
today, friend. Anchor yourself. Anchor yourself. Come, all who are weary. All who are weary. And I will give you rest. I will give you rest. Jacob, he stumbled upon Bethel while he was running. He was tired. He was worn out from life, from family. He found rest, revelation, and reformation. You know, at the gate, it's a place for reformation. When you sit, when you still your soul, you open up the word and you give time for the spirit to speak to you. You get a choice. You can either act upon that word or you can leave the word. Friend, today, too many people, when they hear the voice of God, they take it as optional rather than directional. What would happen is that when God reveals himself to us audibly, when we know God speaks to us through his word, if we were to actually obey what he's asking each and every one of us to do, what would happen? I'm pretty sure my life would be a lot easier if I just didn't take it as optional. I'm pretty sure it would stop a lot of heartache. I'm pretty sure. And listen to me on this. It's not about what I say. It's actually about what God says. I believe this. As Christians, we're supposed to be self-feeding. We're supposed to be self-feeding Christians. Not reliant upon everyone else's word, but reliant upon his word. Coming to a place of maturity where we can hear the voice of God for ourselves. And what would happen if we would just... And this is where reformation comes. Reformation comes through action. We're transformed by His Spirit. The Spirit of God transforms us. The Spirit of God speaks to us. And this is where free will comes in. This is what I love about God is that it gives us free will. It's not when you come to Jesus and you get saved and you accept him and you follow him, hey, check your personality out at the door. No, it's not that. God gave you your personality. He wants you to have your personality. He doesn't ask you to be a robot. He actually wants relationship. And through that relationship, all he's saying is, hey, will you walk with me? Will you walk with me? Will you just lay those burdens down at my feet? Oh no, this is my burden. This is my identity. 
oh no, I've carried this for too long. Friend, there are some people here that have been carrying burdens for too long. And you just need to actually just put them down. And you know God's been speaking to you about it for years. Honestly, let's face it, some of us are that stubborn. Like, I can be stubborn. I am so stubborn. Just ask my kids. Ask Maya. Dad's the stubbornest person in the world. But for some of us, we just need to lay it down. Reformation takes action. Action on our behalf. Of just saying, here, here God, have my life. Take it. What I find is that when we start to take hold and we take hold of the revelation, we take hold of owning this reformation, this transformation. It puts us in a position to take on a new identity. You know, Jacob throughout his life, and you can read the story in Genesis, and I encourage you to, he wrestled with God. He wrestled with God. But in that wrestling, he found his new identity. You know, there's going to come times where you're resting, resting in God and God's speaking to you and you're going to wrestle with him because you don't want to let go. You're going to wrestle with him because you're trying to find out, God, what, what is it that you want? What, what is it really? But friend, I'll say this, is that make sure you wrestle with him. Because out of the wrestling with God, God actually changes Jacob's name. A name that meant deceiver, heel grabber to Israel. To Israel. Maybe you're here today. You don't know why you're here, you just turned up. Maybe someone invited you. Friend, today, God's grace is here. He wants to speak with you. He wants to have relationship with you. Today, where you're at, where are you at? At this time, Jacob found rest. He found revelation. He found purpose. He found vision. He found God. Today, friend, if you're exhausted, will you find rest? Will you find rest? Today, everyone is just looking for stability. Everyone's looking for an anchor. And the best anchor is Christ himself. The best anchor is Jesus himself. Pull away and find that. Thank you for listening. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, congratulations. This is the beginning of a life-changing journey. 
We encourage you to tell someone about your decision and pray and read the Bible every day. We also recommend attending a church in your local area. We have many City Point Church services across Brisbane and the world this Sunday. You can find out more about our service times and locations at citypointchurch.com. We are so excited to see you there.